Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello welcome to the Junk Time AFL Podcast, round 9, 2022. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is thrilled that Damien Hardwick is taking medicinal marijuana. It is Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day, Michael. Yes, I am all on board. When I heard that Dimmer, you know, uh, was on the medicinal marijuana and it was for uh, chronic pain. And you know what? Before I knew it, there were signs that you could see from Dimmer. Like when he rocked up to that press conference in the dreadlocks, I was like, this is a mm-hmm. different look. Yep. You know, he's yep. got, uh, he's, he had like a uh, Bob Marley t-shirt on. I was like, okay. oh, this is this is a softer side that we're seeing to Dimmer. And when they cut to him in the box once, he was on the phone. And I thought I was obviously relaying a message, but he was actually ordering some pizzas from Domino's. Ah, that's what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was a lot going on. And and I get it. I, I, I understand where he's coming from because I also uh, use, um, well, because I have chronic pain, that I also use um, you know drugs for medicinal purposes. Really? Really? I didn't know that. Very interesting. What kind of medicinal drug are you on? I'm on the medicinal meth. Ah, gotcha. So... Yeah, so if I need to get something done that would normally take, say, three days, I just have a pit, have a, a hit of the glass barbecue, and mate, my <laughs> shower has never been cleaner, Michael. You know, just Is that just the little we- things at home that help you, you that you don't really want to do. That you just go bang. I'm going to do the vacuuming in two and a half minutes of this whole house. Sure, like it was like prescribed to you by a doctor. Like, is it along the lines of like maybe a bit mm. of a uh, procrastination? Um, or you kind of have yeah. maybe a bit of a chronic fatigue kind of vibe to you or something, just a bit of pick me up, perk me up. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like a reverse ADHD that I've got and the meth. Like, have you am I have you ever vacuumed your ceiling before? I mean, it's a great thing to do. I like it too that you then manage to bring it into the rest of your life, and so you then mm. go to nightclubs for four, five oh. hour uh, days on a on a on in a row. Like that's just, is that one of the side effects of the medicinal meth? Well, my doctor said that as long as it's on, like when it's in your system, he said, don't stay home, get out and about and, you know, really go up to people and have really animated, loud conversations because they really enjoy that sort of thing. So, you know, and he said, if you can, if you're on the medicinal meth, ride public transport. He said, it's better for everyone (laughs) for you to get around. Don't drive, don't drive whatever you do, but make sure you get on trams and never touch on. Don't worry about touching on. And just talk to whoever you want. It's probably good to keep your mind active. And you've also got to make sure that you have at least one friend who is a bit like your minder, and also has yeah. to be on the medicinal meth. And you oh, have absolutely. to, ha- and you have to talk. You have to have, even though it is, a, you know, a bit frustrating. It can, can be a bit mm. frightening when our when our yeah. pipey friends get on the um, public yeah. transport and, and sit near you. But you do get a few tales, don't you? <laughs> oh, but. There was even one on my uh, tram into uh, Wayne Jackson Studios tonight. There was oh, one yeah. uh, one lady who was on the phone 
and the end of it was the end of the very loud one-sided phone co- uh, part of the conversation that we could hear on air. Ed was, "Don't you call me a fucking dog? You're the dog." <laughs> and then she hung up the phone. Why? And it was quite entertaining for all the because you know when you can hear because I have my headphones in and you can just hear a kerfuffle. Yeah. And then I was like, "Is someone else here on the?" Medicinal meth like I am. And then you heard, I, I, I think you, uh, turned I think the headphone off so I could tune in. I, I think you would have heard the word dog and looked around going, mm, somebody's a fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If that one's listened to the show. So I heard a bloke yeah, it's um, a good thing. talking to his mate and they did what is the tradition amongst those our friends of those uh, substances. Um, mm. They obviously had the radio blaring. Um, <laughs> you, you need to. You need to it, share. That's what they like to do. They like to share. But it was the radio too. Like they brought on, for lack of a better word, like a small ghetto blaster. I don't even know what you call those things nowadays. But they yeah. had tr- Triple M on for a good half hour or so. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> listening to the rub? Well, no, that's the thing. Like if it was like watch, listening to like a Saturday coverage or something, it was like, yeah, awesome. But it was like, you know, three in the yeah. afternoon, whatever. And so you're just getting, you know, classic rock. Um, yeah. And what was the conversation they had? Hang on. Would any chance that there were some Foo Fighters got played? I'd say every second song, probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. And I venture to uh, suggest that maybe Nickelback might have got a run. But well, they, one of them um, was telling him about uh, he had a friend who was in the army and, uh, mm. and he showed him how to make C4. And Is that said, right? Yeah. He said, obviously, I'd never do it unless I was protecting my family. And yeah. <laughs> and then took him through a very detailed, um, uh, you know, story of how to actually make um, explosives. Which I can't remember now. I should have. Maybe it was the day before you had those times when you had notes on your phone or something, so you can't really capture the capture a list. So you, you actively on the tram could have sat there and gone home and made yourself a little bit of C four, just a bit, of, just for mucking around purposes. That's all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, as opposed to just like. Typing how to make C4 into Google and finding it very easily. But I also like the idea of like if I had to protect my family, it's like okay, Mm. let me get this straight. So you're okay. Say someone's going to break into your home or something and attack your family. So you're going to wire up a bomb to make sure that they don't get it and then blow up your own home. Well, no, you set booby traps around the house that you will clearly forget about and blow your own legs off. A bit like a more PG-13 M-rated uh, MA... Uh, Home Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, you got the... Me- oh, who wouldn't watch Meth Head Home Alone? <laughs> so you just got this guy who thinks... He thinks that there's fucking people trying to come into the house. There's no one there. And he tries to keep them at bay uh, with a series of amusing stunts over a couple of days. And if I remember those robbers were trying to break in during the night, they'd always wait until it was dark before they went in there. Yeah, I think, I mean, absolutely. Home Alone 4, uh, Method Edition, you could you could be, like, daytime <laughs> as well. Like, don't worry about the daytime. Well, no it, would have to cross, it would have to be nighttime, then daytime, then nighttime, then daytime. It's like an eight-day... It's like, it's a fucking long movie, but you, you, you're watching it. Yeah, sure. You do that kind of um, aftershave scene, but instead he's cleaning his teeth, and then he looks in the mirror at his teeth, and he goes... <laughs> anyway, that's so Damien Hardwick. Cool. It said uh, <laughs> Damien Hardwick said that he um, had an accident riding a bike with his son about mm. ten years ago, and ever since then have suffered chronic back pain. So, 
I because I when I heard that I thought oh yeah it's going to be a football injury you know because a lot of those footballers have you know problems with their backs and their knees and all that sort of stuff but Dimmer was out probably doing some stunts maybe you know out on the uh, on the mongoose doing a cross up and fucking you know tried to do a pancake and, and bailed. So he said about 10 years ago. So let me think. He wasn't at Richmond at that time. I think he would have been. Really? He have still been at Hawthorne by then? or? Oh, no, actually. Richmond uh, made finals. Yeah, I reckon he was there. I feel like he might have been, yeah. Yeah, I reckon um, he was. He, I reckon he might have just come into the club then. Yeah. He, he would have been at Richmond. So, you know. Question without notice. But who did Dimmer replace? Because it was Terry Wallace uh, from 05 to 09. I think that was Dimmer, wasn't it? Then Dimmer came in at 10, do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon he was there for that long. Yeah, because they they were very bad. And then he got dusty and, you know, he had a young Jack. And then they kind of became... They got to the finals, I think. 2013 was the one where they lost to Carlton. They had those three years where they lost, you know, poorly. Yep, yep. And then, and yeah, then so I think the... he's been there at that time. So I wonder, can you take me through this? Like... Mm. Uh, do you know much about medicinal cannabis by the fact that are you blazing up a doobie or is it more like a, something you put in food or a drink or is it a liquid or is it or a tablet or do you know how it works? Look, I I, I know more about my, your class A drugs. I don't really mm. know about your marijuana. I, I imagine, I don't think you're blazing up a doobie. I imagine it's like an oil perhaps that you maybe have in your tea just to, just to help take the edge off the pain. Yeah. Um, I can understand it, though, people wanting to get away from painkillers and the like. And, and he did talk about how he didn't like the side effects. But then also, if you you know, you, you can often ride a little um, slippery slope, too, and kind of, you know, have a few too many painkillers, but then, you know, impacts the liver and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you're, um, you're breaking into pharmacies uh, on the weekend <laughs> at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we go. There's one here. It seems to be like little droplets. Can we go yeah, through okay. a little bit about medicinal marijuana? Quickly. Uh, medicinal marijuana, legal challenges, blah, blah, blah. What is it? CBD oil. Oh, there we go. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. But I'm not really totally sure what you, wh- where you put it. Maybe uh, maybe on the maybe tongue. Maybe you just go straight into like a, like a little medicinal, um, you know, 10 mils or something. Yeah, yeah. So you got the dropper and you just, um, you know... Maybe under the tongue, something like that. It goes straight in. Any junk timers out there who are knowledgeable on the medicinal marijuana, please help us out. And if you've got some medicinal meth for sale, we are open to buying it. My man is quite expensive, so uh, feel free to help us out. Oh, wait a second here. here and th- this article, I think, is a while ago. But the recommendation, uh, this two years ago, and they're still doing trials and the like. There are quite a few thousand people in Australia doing trials. But... Uh, the standard advice for cannabis patients is to wait five days before driving. Jeez. So you really got to plan before you you relieve your pain. Yeah, that's no good. Because you obviously can't have it in your system. Just like, you know, regularly. If you, if you blow, blazed up a bong on a Saturday, like it might still be in your yeah, blood absolutely. on the Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So would he be, would he be subject, Dave, would Damien Hardwick be subject to any of the drug tests that the players would have to go to. The coaching staff wouldn't have to worry about that kind of stuff, would they? No, no, I'm sure they wouldn't have to. No. Like you don't see no. you don't see many co- coaches with like shaved heads and no underarm head, do you? Yeah, sure. But also when they go when the players get caught doing something wrong, they go, 
mm. hey, you shouldn't shouldn't have done that. You know, like the guys at the front of Hollywood show goes, hey, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have left the harp. And they go, yeah, but you're on fucking marijuana, mate. <laughs> Point the finger <laughs> you're at off me. Chops. Yeah, what are you doing wrong? Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of changes around Melbourne, Michael. We're seeing the MCG is having itself a little bit of a redevelopment. They are going to do that. Now, it can't be for a few years. So it can't be until, I think, about late 2027 when they, uh, they've they got the potential Rugby World Cup final uh, or tournament in general, but then also the Commonwealth Games. We got the, Melbourne got the Commonwealth Games like just a few weeks ago, didn't they? Yes, uh, for 2026, but I don't think it's going to... It's going to be regional Victoria, so I don't think... Or perhaps maybe the opening ceremony might be at the MCG You'd rather think than so, you know, yeah. yeah. That uh, Mars Stadium out of Ballarat. Yeah, for sure. I think that's actually a pretty cool way to do it. Take it out to the people, Adam. Oh, and that's what the people want. That's what, the con- that's what country Victoria's been screaming out for, the Commonwealth Games. So they're looking at taking down, I think mainly reshaping the newly commissioned or newly named Shane Warne stand. I think that seems yes. to be the area they want to target. Uh, they've got plans Do you think it, it's odd that uh, that particular uh, grandstand is only, what, maybe 30 years old? Uh, if I remember correctly, it opened in 1992. Yeah, okay. So that's not particularly old. Like, you, you just sort no. of... It just feels like, and when you go there, it doesn't feel like an old part of the stadium. You know, it doesn't feel like you're walking into something that's really old because it's it f- not old. It yeah, like I feel like it feels a bit more run down, and run down's even yes. a strong word for that. Um, but that's also by comparison. Hang to on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. When do you go to the <laughs> southern part of that particular football ground? Uh, when I get lost. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're like, what um, is this? What, is hap- what happens over here? But it's it's you know comparison to the the other half of the ground, but also uh, I'm, I'm leaving myself wide fucking open here for you to <laughs> chip in. <laughs> but also that's built in what 2005 it opened maybe 2006 yeah. I reckon. yeah. yeah. Um, but and then also I think a lot of it as well is like um, the corporate game. So they go well we build it we've got thirty now let's build ninety you know. Yes okay. And we just suck. So the additions. The additions they're going to put into it, they're planning, uh, there's plans for a five-star hotel and new bars and restaurants. So it's going to be like, is that around the area or can you stay at the MCG? Because can I say, if that was an option to have a hotel room that was in like a corporate box where you could look at it under the G, mm-hmm. that would be fucking awesome. That would be really fucking cool. And then I've always romanticised living in a hotel for a bit where you kind of have, you know, a nice, nice, large room and you can have things on call so you can cook for yourself if you want but you have fine dining that can be brought to you i actually wouldn't mind living at the mcg if i did have a window that looked out on the ground i reckon that would help fund it if you could spend uh like three nights in the corporate box i reckon a lot of people would want to do that how cool would it be i feel like i feel like i think it might be the skydive in toronto John Thomas might correct me out there, but I feel like they have a hotel that looks out onto the ground or looks out onto some. Yep. I feel like there's a Canadian arena, and, and I think it became a bit notorious like you know, a decade ago when a couple of people were doing naughty stuff and people could yeah. kind well, of... Yeah, of course. As soon as, as soon as anything happens, people uh, go in there and film themselves having sex. That's the first thing that's going to happen no matter what you do. Well, I think people could see it from the... The from ground. the ground, yeah, yeah, great. So I think that was the uh, that was the problem, yeah. But yeah, a oh, kids are got to learn. Uh, new bars and restaurants, which is you know a given. 
Well, you'd assume that would just be an AFL kitchen and bar that you don't have to go to the airport for. That's a really good, interesting question. If mm. they would build one, and any time the AFL does have control over building a, a restaurant at a ground, oh, why don't they just chain. put in an AFL kitchen and bar? I feel like that's a no-brainer for them. Well, is it too close? Because shouldn't there be one at Marvel? Isn't Marvel getting the redevelopment? I mean, Marvel's getting a running track put in, put around it. When are we seeing that? You know, there's been that many times. I went to the footy at Marvel last week, and you know what I wanted just before the game, after I'd had a couple of beers before I got there? I wanted to go for a fucking run around the Oval. A few like laps, around the yeah. Outside of the, yeah, and I couldn't because there's no fucking track there. I mean, are you, you going to do it or not, AFL? I feel like it's been about five years since they put that information out there. They haven't They haven't done anything. Now, was there any kind of major event that kind of took place over about two or so years that might have impacted the AFLs? <laughs> Potentially. But there was also like the perfect time to do it. Like get in there. There's no crowds there for two years. Fucking whack in the running track. Put in your ballroom that you're going to host the brown light. It's all done. No one's there. We come back 2022. You're like, oh, man. There's a running track here now. I'm going for I mean, a run. If we can go back to the AFL Kitchen and Bar, which I don't like to talk about much, but if we Please. go back to that, wouldn't you think it would be logic even just for the AFL by the fact that I'm going to presume they have quite a bit of a say over what food brands are brought into the ground. Now, they may Absolutely. not have 100% say. I'm, I'm sure the G might have a, you know their own deals and stuff like that. But surely the AFL would want to get an AFL Kitchen and Bar kind of at least you know the fast food version in there so people can go and get a... Premiership pepperoni or a midfielder's margarita, just to kind of good for the brand. Yeah, I, I think they're waiting for the, the the one at the airport to create such a buzz that, like, when people fly in from inter- internationally and they're like, "What is this?" and they go, "There's yeah. not only just one here, there's also one at Marvel." And they people go, oh, "I was at the ground with the running track around it. We were just about to go there." They're like, "Absolutely, there's an AFL kitchen and bar there as well." Is it a bit like? They're doing a bit of a soft launch, so they're mm, mainly yeah, waiting. Yeah, I think it is. They're waiting for yeah. them to get the three Michelin stars before they really go all out and go, "Hey, I, I we've got the stars. Think so. We're never going to lose them. Obviously, every year it's going to be perfect. If you want to get a twenty-dollar glass of white wine while you sit down and charge your phone um, for a few minutes, <laughs> <laughs> you're more than welcome to come into the Apple Kitchen yeah, Bar. So at the MCG, they're gonna and how's this? This is fucking. If you're standing up, junk timers, take a seat. There's going to be, get this, new rooftop lighting. I know. Whoa. I, know. I mean, you just, I can't even get my head around the concept of rooftop lighting. What? What are you talking about? We don't need lights on the roof. You guys are fucking mad. So they're talking about, I think, what they do at Optus Stadium. So they don't necessarily mm. have the big light towers. Am I right? I think that is correct. Yeah, they've just got the really powerful floods. And so they do that from the top of the building. But then also say, I don't think the idea is that they knock down the light towers because they went up in about 1985, so they're probably heritage listed by now, obviously. They are. They actually are. Oh, are they truly? Yeah, that is that is a fact. They can't move them or change them because they're heritage huh. listed. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. So they kind of just want to integrate them into the design. Uh, yeah. But then also so on top of... Well, on top of that, there are going to be barbecue facilities. I love this. Sky-high public barbecue decks. Now, what could go wrong with the general <laughs> public being allowed on the roof of the MCG? I see no problems, Michael. 
I find I it really I think it would strange. be great. So, so we're allowed re- up really, really high to yeah. kind of have a pre-game barbie, or is it the kind of thing where, you know, if the ground is open during the week, can you go in yeah. and have a barbecue or have a function there or something? I guess so. So you could potentially be walking your dog or rollerblading around the G and just, you know, cop a fucking sausage to the back of the head from the sky-high public barbecue. Or someone's dropped their can from about 50 metres up. Yeah, just dropped it and it's gone like 30 metres away from the building, almost like they've aimed it at you. This is what I like as well. There are going to be massive glass panels, right, to provide inward and outward views for the fans. Uh, Not only will they lift the capacity by about 5,000, but I love inward Mm. and outward by the fact, you know, sometimes I go to games. Been mm. to a few grand finals, you know, they've been tight, yeah, my team's yeah. been involved, I've been a bit nervous, a bit tense, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what, I could I could watch this game, I could watch this game, but oh. how convenient would it be if mm. there was an outward looking window where I could yeah, just yeah. stare at the car park for a good 10, 15 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> just to look at the record it- boys packing up. I mean, I think that's a lot of what um, brings the MCG undone is the fact that you can't. Just you be can't in the look southern the stand way. and you know watch the trains that go through Jollymont and Punt Road and all those yeah, train well, stations around there. It, it's a it's a massively missed opportunity. Yep, sure. I've I've always I always wish that I when I'm watching the game and it's a tight game, it's a mm. good game, my team's winning. I always want to be able to kind of watch the game at the same time as watching uh, Train Yard that's about 125 yeah. years old. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just want to see someone get stabbed on platform five. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's getting an update, so junk timers, keep an eye out for it. There's going to be a new MCG. It's going to be great. So, Leon Cameron, question without first notice. Coach, first coach to go this season. Question without notice, um, mm. sacked or his own decision? Saw the writing on the wall, do you think? Absolutely. I think if you're this far into the season and they haven't even begun to talk about next year's contract, yeah, like, and you're in your 10th year, you kind of like go, uh, it's like... It's like in a relationship, if, you, if your partner doesn't start making any long-term plans with you, you're like, oh, should we, what do you want to do for uh, summer holidays? And they're like, I oh, reckon we just hold off on the summer holiday chat for now. Yeah. I think we... <laughs> I don't think we, we don't need to go. Holidays are overrated, don't you reckon? I think it's a bit worse. No, in your case, Adam, it's more like, what do you want to do this weekend? And it's like Thursday. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, too far away. You're, you're, you're oh, getting a text tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't even thought about Friday, let alone Saturday and Sunday. So I think it was pretty much uh, a 50-50 decision. I think he actually went to the to the, the powers that be who were maybe even a tad surprised by it. That he went to Dave Matthews' band, went and talked to him. Then they talked yep. about they were out the front of the ground or within the area of the ground, and they went to kind of shake hands or kind of even hug, and they were by a bit kind of like, oh, I think it's a bit weird if we get seen by the team doing that. Yeah. They must think something will be up. So they kind of said they just both went, um, okay, I'll, um, I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> Take it and easy, mate. Take it easy. Went off and made the announcement and stuff like that. But there is a report as well that the Leon did have dinner at Rockpool the next night with the big wigs, Jimmy Bartel and uh, Dave Matthews Band and a few others to um, they shared a bottle of red. And, uh, oh, that's so, yeah. nice. So they, you it, think it was that very... Yeah, it was there was it was very uh, a healthy way to do it. I suppose is a good way. He didn't find out through the media. He he called his own shots. He goes out with his head held high, even though they were pathetic in a five goal loss to the rampaging Blues. I mean, you know, 
what are the odds that he's going to come up against probably one of the best teams the competition has ever seen in his last game? And probably, you know what, even if he hadn't resigned, after they saw what Carlton did to him, they would have gone, Leon, come in here, step into my office. Why? You're fucking fired. I like the idea that you said that it was good that he didn't find out through the media. I just want to give you an example. Um, Unless he reads the Daily Telegraph's, like, back 20th page (laughs) every fourth Wednesday, (laughs) I think that's when he would find out. He'll find out in a month. He'll go, fuck, I'm fired. Hey, you know what I was trying to look for? So I was I uh, had an eye on the um, uh, the Gold Coast game yesterday, and then obviously Carlton played GWS. And I had a look on the AFL website, you know, just to see what the crowds would have been, because it was pissing down rain up at the Gold Coast, and the crowd looked like it couldn't have been more than like maybe two and a half thousand. Yeah, right? they're playing Frio. You know, Gold Coast aren't exactly shooting the lights out. You know, they've won their last two. They've been great, but it's bucketing down with rain. But the AFL, they don't put the they don't put the the um, official match attendance up, and they oh, really? didn't for the Carlton GWS game either. No. So have they gone with any figure? Have they gone with approximately, or have they just ignored no. it entirely? Yeah, just ignored it. Just didn't happen. No, what are, what are you talking about? It should huh. be on there. We must have forgotten. Not a bad win though from the Goldie, I must say. Mate, they've beaten Swans and Frio in two weeks. They're coming good. I mean, ever since Levi Casbolt has got to that club, they've found a little bit of grit. They've got a leader to follow. Yeah, that's right. He's they've put got a football the, general in their midst. Put him. He's put him on their back and just said, "Follow me, fellas." <laughs> so, who do you reckon's gonna? Who do you reckon is gonna? Um, who coaches GWS? Question without notice. Who coaches <laughs> next? So Clarko talked last week on 360, I believe it was, saying that he's yeah. not there to muck around, not there to fuck spiders, there to win. And yeah. I don't think money is going to be any, an offer for him. He, he will have more than enough money. He, he'll be completely yeah. fine. And actually, you could even theori- theoretically say, go and do some consulting for a few different clubs here overseas, whatever. Maybe you could make you know, equal amounts or something, be a gun for hire. So I don't think if they said, you know, back the truck up, I don't think that will appeal to him. I think it has to be the right scenario. Now, I think the key is that he's got a kid who's doing year 12 this year. And so that okay. kind of frees up a bit in terms of like, you yep. know, doesn't have to yep. be around for that. Um, How's no. the pressure on that kid though? Read between if the he lines. Imagine he goes really badly in year 12. He's like, uh, uh, Dad, I've uh, got to repeat. Oh, fuck Hole yeah. Hole in the wall. <laughs> Hole in the wall. Punched. Head. Bang. What are you fucking talking about? You're pathetic. So uh, I feel like I feel like the Giants are a good prospect because you feel like he's got to hope for a miracle to get the Suns out of the the bottom of the barrel, and I feel like the Giants have a good setup for him. Like there hasn't really been any kind of bad blood at the Giants. Like you know, Sheeds that first couple of years, and then Leon. That, you know, they've been very successful. Didn't get the didn't yeah, get that's the true. in nineteen, but it's not like they've been a basket case. But don't forget that Hurdy's been loitering. Hurdy's been up there in a kind of um, leadership, uh, playing a leadership role, which I think he does. He's up up at the club a couple of days a week. You know, he's obviously concentrating on his chocolate empire, but uh, sorry, cacao. But he's there and around, and I reckon he'd be like, hey, hey, yeah, remember I coached a uh, coach team. Uh, we did all right. We did all right for a bit. Don't, don't look too much into it. Why'd you leave? Don't, don't, don't worry about that. I, just, <laughs> I chose to leave. I chose to leave the club that I played for. 
there were some allegations, but technically they yeah. were never fully proven. proven. Yeah. But still half the team got suspended for a year. Yeah, and I left the country after that. But apart from that, well, they do I'm talk about this team. There was an article talking about Hurdy because Gill kind of gave his tick of approval. Said if they do approach Hurdy, um, you know he's happy for him to be back, to be back in the game. But there was an interesting thing from one of the officials at the Giants who said that Hurdy is actually currently overseas at the minute uh, on business, and we know the business in 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 is in Europe. They said in Europe is he. So, you know, it must have kicked Do off with the, poodles. the season. <laughs> he must be back at the Poodles, surely. Fucking hell, yeah. He'd the, gone the back there. would be about right. I reckon maybe he heard that straight away when Cameron got the sack. He went, shit, I'm, I yeah. might be a shot here. I bet get it, yeah. refresh that CV and just kind of, you know, get back into the business of coaching coaching my own team in my own right. In your own right. That's exactly what you've got to do. Because if you haven't coached a team in your own right, you'll never learn to coach ever. It could actually change the pattern of coaching if Hootie does get the job by the fact that maybe it would become a thing where, you know, you, obviously people are assistants for a couple of years. There might be assistants mm. at a few clubs to get an idea of how different clubs do it. We might actually yeah. get to a stage where you're not even going to get a look in as a coach unless you've, you've coached a French team in your own right. Uh-huh. Everyone looks at the French leagues and goes, who is possibly the next potential coach that we can bring into the AFL system. I mean, that's just a, that's just a given. Mm-hmm. So do you think, Hurdy, I would put it out there, I don't think he's got any fucking chance of getting anywhere near a fucking interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was sort of all in on Mark Neald for a bit just because of what he can bring yep. to the club. Because when he was Melbourne, that's all anyone talked about was Melbourne. He brought a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, journalistic minutes to the table, and if that's what you're after, GWS, you want to be put on the map, then have Mark Neal come to your club and just freak all the journalists out and have everyone question why you're there. Um, and Nathan Buckley has said he doesn't want to do it. Now, that can change very easily, but he says he doesn't want to leave leave Melbourne with his kids yep. who uh, would be getting to right kind here. of mid-late-ish teens, I imagine, by now. Yeah. What about, all right, hear me out. I know he hasn't coached for a little while, but... And he only has to do as little as he wants, but Paul Ruse coaches via Zoom from Hawaii. Because <laughs> as we know, he was he was a consultant for um, North Melbourne. He yep. had like a like he was a consultant for I think for David Noble. I don't even know what his exact role was, and I think he would maybe Zoom in one day a week or something. And he's since uh, pulled back on that because it was a bit too much for oh, his fine. schedule. So if Ruse can do, like if he Say you have, for example, uh, Mark McVeigh is in there, but he's uh-huh. not the coach. He's just Ruzi's mouthpiece. Yep. So at the start of the day, Ruzi goes, hey, I had a bit of a think about it. Plays, Caniglia forward, there you go. That's all I've done. And then McVeigh gets to take over, but Ruzi still gets the big bucks. And if they make the grand final, it's Ruzi who picks up the Premiership Cup and says, it's been 11 years. And everyone goes bananas. Maybe they can sweeten the deal and be, hey, Ruzi, you don't actually have to come to the games. You don't actually have to watch the full nah. games. We'll nah. just send you those five-minute highlight packages the AFL clips up about an hour yeah. after the game. Just have a look yeah. at that. Give us some notes, <laughs> and we'll go from there. And Enjoy you, the beach. You know what, Ruzi? You don't even have to watch all of it. Just get the gist of how <laughs> they played. Maybe scroll through to the end to get the final scores. But we'd sure, love when the opposition like kicks like four goals ahead in like the last term, you go, ah, oh, yeah, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah. Turn it off, yeah. 
I like it. I think it can work. Um, so I went to the game on the weekend, Hawthorne Richmond. It was actually good to be back there. I mean, I've been to have been to a couple this year already. Um, but I also forgot I hadn't had this at the other games I went to. Uh, that feeling of having a few fuckwits around you, <laughs> calling out stupid shit. Or yeah, just overhearing right, the right. conversations of the people behind you or, like, the kind of little running commentary they do during the game. Like, you know, oh, why oh, was that God. a free? That wasn't a free. It was a free. Little scuffles between them and then just, like, random yeah. comments. You kind of, I've forgotten that feeling as well. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I liked it, but I'm also, like, how much do I, am I going to like it moving forward? No, th- those people can become really annoying very quickly, especially when you've got just someone who's just uh – doesn't know footy very well. Yeah, or they're appealing and like you're like you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, or every free kick given against their team is not there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like they're not realists. They're like, oh, that's not a free. And you're like, it's a free. Yeah, it's freaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but entertainment wise, so we had half time, yeah. chock a block, pack full. So we had Vanessa Amorosi come out and do a couple of numbers. Really? Why? She, yeah, she, I don't know. She came out on that bit of the stand at the G where they have been putting the musicians the last few years. Yep, yep. So she just came out at half time, and it was a Hawthorne home game, so they planned it. And because I was thinking, oh, fucking Richmond, stupid. And then I was like, oh, no, we're, we're the home team. It's us. Yep. So she came out and she did a couple of numbers, none of the bangers. Like maybe she got a new album coming out, so there's a couple you didn't know. I mean, she if you want to get absolutely everybody or whatever that fucking song is, I was thinking surely she's going to do that, surely. But no, maybe you got to pay extra if you want that. Actually, I wouldn't. <laughs> I actually would not be surprised. Right. I would not be surprised if you had to pay more to get that one. So she goes. Here's the two packages I offer. There's the the good one. This has got absolutely everybody in it. This mm. is it's fifty k. And if you want a couple of things off my new album, 800 bucks. And Hawthorne are gone, we'll take package B. Thanks, Vanessa. It's a little bit like uh, Foxtel. You know, you kind of get the shitty package that you don't yeah, want, but yeah. you have to purchase to yeah. get the sport. Um, but she did a couple of numbers. And, uh, and I f- I was, it was just a bit underwhelming. No one really was paying attention or anything. And also, <laughs> I, I was trying to think. I was like... Yeah, like, I mean, you know, back in the day, we'd do, like, you know, lunchtime uni gigs and shit outside. Um, yeah. But she, um, you're still doing them. But I, <laughs> I, I, was wondering, I was trying to think about what she would get paid for it. But then I'm also like, like, I think my friend with me was saying, like, is this, like, a good payer? And I'm like, I don't think it would be. Not massive. But then also, like, even if it was, like, a decent payer, like, you still have to do the gig. Like you've got to come Yeah, out oh, absolutely. It's one of those ones where you've got to come out and do it and you're like, that wasn't great. But also too, when is the, why has the AFL decided that we can't uh, be left to our own devices in any of the breaks? Mm. So, you know, the, like the fucking bongo cam, there's always activations on the field during quarter and three quarter time. Remember back in the day when you just fucking chat to your mate and that would be it and the music wasn't blaring and we all survived for a hundred years of just chatting to our friends or sitting down and taking it easy. Well, they had people kicking for goal from about the 30-metre mark. For I'm not sure what they were going to win. And then at halftime, after Vanessa Amorosi, so they must have thought this was like a better thing, they had the yeah. KFC bucket boogie. So <laughs> what they does played that music and people would stand up and dance around. I don't think you got a prize or anything. You just got on the got on the scoreboard. And, I, and, and actually, I think only about three people did it. So the cameraman had, it, had a lot of work to do. <laughs> Come on, I've got to find someone. Again, that's another thing that you go, just leave the crowd alone, mate, yeah. you know? Yeah. The only one that kind of gets anyone's attention is Oblivious Cam. Oh, okay. You have that? Yep, sure. 
I don't think I've so seen oh, I'm sure I have, yeah. Yeah, it'd be someone in the crowd on their phone, they just put the thing on and they start the timer and it's until they, you know, realise that they're up there. Yeah, and when it gets the, out to 50 seconds, I'll tell you what, people fucking get into it. I'll tell you what's a really funny one, Adam, the really funny one. I'll tell you what, they do the kiss cam and they, t- they put it on two big blokes. It's ah! good stuff. Football's in real life. Uh, so just very quickly, we've been talking about doing live shows maybe in Perth or Adelaide. Send in your, yeah. send in your interest. We've been getting a bit of interest, Adam. Getting a bit of interest. Yeah. No, it's, uh, there was it's, one uh, suggestion possible. here from an Adelaide listener saying from Jacob saying, I think the Ramsgate Hotel would be the perfect venue for the live gig. And I think that's yep. actually a fucking genius idea. And you said it's the 20th oh, anniversary this year too. Oh, fantastic. So I reckon we get Mark Rusciuto and Josh Carr and just fucking sit back and enjoy the ride. Yep. From Ray, uh, not sure if you'll do a football in real life from 2012. We'll send them in. We're happy to. Absolutely. But here is mine. It was New Year's Eve. I was walking around uh, uh, Boragoon. Yeah. Boragoon. Uh, shop- shopping centre. Shopping centre in Perth, looking for a place to get a haircut. I found a spot and noticed that there was already someone sitting down waiting for a trim, who was none other than Michael Walters. Sonny. Being a free supporter, I kept my cool and casually asked him if he'd been waiting long. He replied, not long at all. Uh, that's about as far as the conversation went. We both went back to our phones. I was sitting back on the couch and he was leaning forward. As I looked up on my phone, I realised I had a clear view of his screen, to which I also noticed Here he was go. busily messaging people. Uh, a long time ago. We wouldn't read this out if it was like a week ago, okay? But it's a long time uh, ago. We'd discuss it. Uh I knew it was wrong to look, but I couldn't help uh, make the most out of the situation I was in, so I focused in for a better look, although to my shock, I over-the-shoulder read he was messaging cross-town rival Nick Natanui to be specific, asking him about what his plans were for the night. Uh, unfortunately, it was his turn to get a haircut next, and my chance to witness a reply never happened. Oh, that's he incredible to find out what Nick that's up on New Year's. A few questions have stayed with me that day. One being, why was he messaging the enemy? And two, how could it seem like Michael Walters did not have plans for New Year's <laughs> Eve in 2012? That's actually a really good point. That is a great question without notice. Surely Sonny's the man. Like, people would be texting him going, Sonny, what are we up to? Get me there. I suppose the kind of thing, uh, maybe maybe he was throwing out like a few a few fishing rods there, a few hooks, uh, yep, just kind yep, of saying, you know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. they're going this place. Mm, okay, I'll try another one. Yeah, Nick Nat would not be that much into that one. I mean, if Nick Nat did go to like the nightclub or whatever, like he'd obviously yeah. be in the VIP. He'd be laid on. Like you're best to be Nick's wingman in terms of like getting freebies and you know. Oh, absolutely. I imagine had Jacob been able to see the phone for a little bit longer, he would have just texted back, uh, "Hippie Club, see you there in Leaderville." <laughs> I hear, I hear DJ uh, E Funk is going to be banging out all the tunes. <laughs> Just go to their website, go over their dress code. And also, we did yes. get an email from one of the listeners saying that yeah, m- a lot of people in Perth have had a lot of problem with the hippie club when they haven't shown up in the right stuff. Oh, is that right? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, we did get an email saying yeah, yeah it, it, a lot of people okay. in Perth have a story about the them getting oh, narky. Go. Good. <laughs> Stick to your policy. You do what you got to do, hippie club. Uh, we're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Alpha Potter, Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Go. Go the blue.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.